You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world. Well, wasn't that an amazing time of worship? Can we give all our worship team a big hand, everyone? And all our media team, production team, everyone who does such a good job. And I want to extend a warm-hearted welcome to everyone everywhere around the world, not just in the 12 nations we're in, but globally online in the multitude of nations that that represents as well. And the great news and the exciting news is this weekend, eight out of our 12 nations are actually meeting in person at some level, at some level. Our heart goes out to everyone in South Africa, Malaysia, in London, and in Indonesia, where there's still challenges. But guess what? Church at home is still church. Connects is church. Uh, but to everyone else, you know, I know in Dubai and Singapore and Botswana and Sri Lanka, Zambia and Cambodia, there's meeting at some level. And it's a bit restricted, but some meeting is better than no meeting. And then, of course, right across Perth and Australia and in Auckland, New Zealand, we have the privilege of meeting. So that's so cool. Also celebrate specifically uh, our lead pastor in Kota Kinabalu in Malaysia, Fiona. She gave birth to her baby boy. What a legend. She did so well. And uh, so, 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 so many exciting things to give God thanks for. Last week, we had a great message from Pastor David Stora about restoring our soul and, and the importance of making sure we don't live with a fractured soul. If you didn't get that message, I encourage you to go back on YouTube and actually listen to it. This whole month of January is really like a, a reset and it's not like the global reset. It's not some economic reset. It's an internal reset. The week before I spoke on Thanksgiving and the power of how it's a compass and an anchor and a, and a guide and it really is something that God has given us to, to in all things give thanks. It, it gets us out of our circumstance and our situation and even if Things don't change, we change in the midst of it. The week before we had testimonies, great stories around the world of what God has done. So as we go further into 2021, I wanna to add to that today. Uh, and today I wanna to speak about living higher or living above or living beyond. And that is somewhat abstract in some sense, but it's completely practical and absolutely powerful if you would really grasp it today. It's not just a key for this season, it's a key for any season, but especially in this season. One of my favorite verses from Isaiah 40, you've no doubt heard it quoted, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall, that, that's the picture I keep seeing, the, the eagle rising and soaring above. And that's not, that's not an energy effort thing, that's the byproduct of waiting on the Lord you actually, your, your whole elevation changes. They'll run and not grow weary, they'll walk and not faint, but it's, a, it's, it's living higher. It's the imagery of eagles rising is the picture that I keep seeing. And it's absolutely true, God is with you in the valley, but it's no coincidence that Moses met Him on the mountain. Living higher is simply at its core, seeing life, seeing everything from God's perspective. Living high is simply about seeing things from God's perspective. You know, recently Jemima and I went on a helicopter ride uh, for a birthday. Some of the ladies had, had got bought of this present. And, you know, it was, initially I was a bit nervous because some of you know the, the tragedy around NBA star Kobe Bryant. And I'd never been in a helicopter. I, I live on planes, but I'd never been on a helicopter. And so there was a level, if I'm really honest, a little bit of trepidation. I mean, my son was definitely panicking. He, his only experience of a helicopter was the crash. And so it was a little bit, 
awkward. We, we definitely prayed a bit harder before we went on the helicopter. And it just seems like, you know, it's a lot more man-controlled and things can happen. And again, that's sort of, I don't know how, how this whole thing works. But we got on and uh, the pilot was really nice. And we went up and, and you know, we, what we, first thing was, it was really incredible because you went up and instantly the higher perspective, going higher, you still saw detail because it's not like a plane where you fly at 30,000 feet. You, you fly at 1,000 feet maybe. So you, I could see details on buildings that I recognize and yet you have a bigger perspective. There's something about living higher that actually gives you a higher perspective where you're not removed from the detail of what's going on. It's not some abstract, you're a drifting prophet and you don't see real things. You can still pick up the rubbish on the ground and you can still deal with the issues in your home. But it's a higher perspective that gives you a broader vantage. And that's what the helicopter ride was like. And, but one of the things I actually said to the pilot, you know, the whole Kobe Bryant thing, and I was a little, and I tried to act all tough and said, pretend my son was the one with the issue. A little bit of the issue was me. Um, but you know, he, he was explaining how he has a fear of sharks. I mean, let's be honest, who really doesn't have a fear of sharks? And in Perth, Western Australia, for those of you not aware, there's sharks in the ocean. And as we were flying over the coast, we could see where the ocean was and even, I didn't, we, didn't, we didn't see a shark, but, but you know, he says, see, not scared. They can't get us up here, mate. That's literally what he said. I thought, that, that's so true. See, so the things that can get you at a low level, they can't get you up here. Maybe you have a fear of heights. Maybe you have a fear of, I don't know if you have a fear of heights, but I'll tell you what, a fear of sharks will cure you. You will suddenly be happy with a high vantage. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's so interesting. This guy flies in helicopters all the times. And, uh, and, he, and just the way he said it, just I, just, I remember, put me at ease and gave us a picture. Of, that's what the presence of the Lord is like. When you get into His presence, whether it's in worship, whether it's in the Word, whether it's through thanksgiving, whether it's just getting your soul restored and right, there's just a grace there that it doesn't mean you don't have problems. They still exist. The sharks are around, but your whole perspective changes. And the Scripture talks about it. You know, it says, let God arise and His enemies be scattered. It talks about how we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We're supposed, it's got this imagery. It's not literally you have to go and live at a higher apartment. If you're living in an apartment, don't think, oh man, I only live at level two. I need to buy a higher level. It's not a physical posture. It's an internal sense. You can live on ground floor, but in your spirit, be at a higher level. And that is where God has called you to live. It's not just a place you visit. It's not just a place you go on presence night or on GPN or when someone prays or someone talks. It's a place we're supposed to live at. And that is an invitation that I believe God wants to give us today. Because living higher, number one, will change the way you see yourself. When you live higher, you will change the way you see yourself. There are some of you today that you, that you, because of the words that have framed your world or the people that have spoken into your life have really crushed you and you, you see yourself so low. And I'm not talking about being arrogant or patronizing or, or, or thinking of yourself in some sort of wrong way. But when you spend time in the presence of God, one of the things that should change is your perspective of who you are. You know, the story is well known in Numbers, in the book of Numbers about how the spies were sent out to spy the land and Moses sent out 12 and 10 of them came back with a bad report, two of them came back with a good report and the 10 who came back with a bad report, there's a well-quoted verse there that they literally saw the, the, the problem, the giants, it was, it was big and they said, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in theirs. And that is such a poignant phrase because the way you see yourself is how other people will end up seeing you. And so you're wondering why everyone's taking advantage of you, no one notices you, no one this to you and all of that. Think about what's being projected from how you see yourself. 
Because when you see yourself as a grasshopper, that's how everyone else will start to see you. And some of you are carrying burdens that you should have released yourself from a long time ago. You're feeling guilty over things that were not your fault. You are carrying the weights of things that you didn't ask for. Why? Because you still see yourself from ground zero. And I want to encourage you today, live higher. Go higher, rise higher. Don't waste the worship. See that beautiful worship we just had is a moment and I was standing on the side and not really going anywhere apart from, God, I love you. And, and, and in His presence, it's, I'm not focused on me. I'm not focused on, 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 on what's going on here. But in His presence, there's fullness of joy. In His presence, there's a higher perspective. In His presence, it's like going in that helicopter and you start to see things differently. I'm not that. I shouldn't be treated like that. And it's not about defending yourself or getting mad at people or getting arrogant or, or getting prideful. It's just starting to see you as God sees you. That's the whole point. Living higher is seeing from His perspective. So what does God say about you? Well, I'm not sure. He says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He said He knits you together in your mother's womb. Even if you don't know your mom, even if you don't like your mom, even if you've never met your mom, He knits you together in your mother's womb and you are fearfully and wonderfully made because you are made in His image before the image of a physical father and a physical mother came together. You were His creation. You were His idea. And that's how He sees you. And you know, it's amazing when you see yourself like that. You give yourself the value that God sees you. And all of a sudden, things begin to change. Live in that space. It also changes the way you see others. When you live higher, you don't just see yourself different, you see other people different. You know, here, here's, um, here, here's the challenge. Can you see people around you the way God sees them, not just the way you see them? And here, here's a practical one to help you. Think of someone, I want everyone to do this right now. Think of someone right now that you're struggling with. Some of you didn't take too long, you just have to pick one. But think of someone, one person, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a colleague, maybe it's a relative, maybe it's a family, maybe it's someone next to you, I don't know. But think of someone right now that you're wrestling with, that maybe you just, you don't like them, they don't like you, uh, they cause you tension, every time you see them, they irritate you, vice versa. Okay, everyone got someone? Everyone in Perth is silently nodding. Everyone around the world got someone? You got someone? Yeah, okay, don't look, don't point, don't nudge, just think of that person. Now, here's the thing. When you see them the way you see them, the emotion you have is legitimate and completely valid. But when you say, Father, help me to see this person the way you see them, you start to see things from a different perspective. It's like going in the helicopter and you still see them, but it's now no longer that the anger and the resentment, you, you now feel compassion. You see, man, they, they were a broken person. I, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at their level fighting, but the minute I live higher, I see them and there's a compassion. There's a, there's a God, that's how you see them? Wow, man, man, they got great potential. And I didn't realize I was at the low level fighting with them and trying to make things better. But really, I, I want to rise and see every person the way you see them. And instantly grace comes, honor comes. See, in a higher level, there's humility. At a higher level, there's a compassion. At a higher level, this is why siblings fight, but parents shouldn't fight with siblings because parents are at a higher level. Siblings fight. I mean, right through scriptures, the first siblings, Cain and Abel, didn't end well. Right through, you know, Isaac, Ishmael, you know, Jacob, Esau, you name it, all Joseph, all his brothers, all, always sibling issues, but it's a dysfunctional father or mother who has a competitive spirit with their child because generally speaking if you're a parent you should be at a higher level and you're sorting out the issues between the fighting siblings and that, that, that is not 
just a parental thing. That is a perspective thing. You could be a young person and have a divine perspective and see things at a whole other level. And I want to encourage you, when you start to see others the way God sees them, you will start to change your, your own emotion and your own, you see the problem, God sees their potential. You see their, their, their issue, God sees the identity. You see the, the, the tension and God sees the future. There's something about seeing other people that genuinely changes you because from a higher perspective, it looks different. Joseph, uh, not Joseph, uh, Joshua and Caleb, the two spies that did see things differently. I don't know that they were much taller than the other 10 but they didn't seem to get intimidated by these giants. They, they, maybe they sang the song on the way to the spy report, I know who I am, I, know. I don't know, I don't know, but they saw themselves differently, they saw others differently, and so they carried a whole spirit of faith and they entered the promised land. Jesus on Calvary, as the nails are going into His hand, as the people are literally crucifying Him, He in the midst of it, He's going into the ground, but He's living higher and He says, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do. See, we had a powerful message on forgiveness from Jemima earlier in the year and the whole idea around that sounds so hard. If forgiveness still, you still can't handle it because of the injustice and someone's not paying, just go higher. Just live higher. Jesus, in the moment, He didn't say, Lord, give me six months, let me attend Connect Group. Once I do two sessions with Pastor Mervyn, then I'll say, Father, forgive them. Till then, they need to pay. No, He, he was literally in the ground, but He was, he was higher. See, I don't know where you are today. You're in an apartment, you're in a home, you're in a house, you're, in a, you're trapped in some context. No matter where you are, there is no limit to where you can live. You can live above today. You can live higher today. You can be seated with Christ even in a difficult situation. You can literally soar with wings as eagles and God can renew your strength and He can strengthen you and He can give you this energy and faith that no matter what the challenge around you, you can have a supernatural divine peace. And I really believe that's what He wants. And not only does it change the way you see yourself, not only does it change the way you see others, it changes the way you see circumstances. It changes the way you see challenges. It changes the way you see things. Um, I've used the example before about how in our apartment in Malaysia, when I I went for a swim and all the apartments are around and they look huge from the pool, They, they look massive. And from ground floor, these buildings look massive. Uh, And yet at the same time, when I'm in a plane and flying over them, the same building that is huge now looks really small. The building didn't shrink, my perspective just changed. And here's the challenge. Why don't we live there? Why don't we live there? Storms are cute when you're in a plane, but they're not fun when you're in a boat. Why? Altitude. So if you feel in your storm, yes, I pray the storm comes, but maybe we just live higher. And don't just move higher. Don't just have worship moments higher. Say, God, I want to change address. I'm changing address today. I'm not, I'm not just having my high points when I'm with worshipers. I'm not just having my high points once a day. I go to sleep and I say, God, this is where I live. And when you live higher, occasionally you come down and you go, man, I regret the way I fought with them. I regret the way I dealt with that. I regret the way I'm thinking at that level. But I go back home as opposed to living at ground floor and then occasionally in God moments, in conference moments, in a big moment, in a worship moment, a church at home moment, it connects. Wow, wow, that was nice. Now back to ground floor. Live higher. The invitation today is not just to have a moment higher, but actually live higher. Actually change the way you, 
where, where the, where change your address, you know, for the countries in lockdown right now. Can you imagine if 2021, you decided to live higher, then you're not sitting there waiting for the president, the prime minister or the health minister or whoever it is uh, to go, oh, I wonder what, the, how long is this going to last? Because while you're living at ground zero, you're always under the influence of the storms around you. You're praying for the weather to change. But if you lived above the weather, it doesn't matter what the weather is because you're living higher, you're living above and you don't get pulled through the emotional battery of, 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 of high and low. Why? I'm not saying life doesn't affect us, but do you realize the higher you go, the greater God's presence in this sense and the greater God's presence, the higher your peace. I have found the worst me is at ground zero. The times I fight and I pick and I nitpick and I get over small stuff and I get angry and all, it happens at ground zero. But when I get into this presence, I was like, everything's okay. It's not that big a deal. And it doesn't mean you don't deal with issues. It does mean you see them differently. And you know, you can imagine getting yourself into a lift. At ground floor, it's anxiety. It's uh, maybe anger, maybe distraction, maybe agitation. And then as the lift goes higher, it starts to soften. And then and tiredness it starts to weaken. And because they that wait upon the Lord, they renew their strength. They, they, they rise up, they rise up. The lift goes higher. You start to feel peace. You start to feel warmth. You start to feel joy. You start to feel love for your enemies. My gosh, not even just your neighbors, your enemies. You start to feel grace. You start to see God's perspective. You look at that fight and go, man, that was silly. That was crazy. God, I'm, you're better than that. I'm better than that. They're better than that. And all of a sudden, when you live in that space, it just resets everything in the most beautiful way. I'm not suggesting that you can't have honest conversations and you don't deal with real situations, but deal with them from a new address. You know, one of, the, one of the reasons at Connect Groups this year, I hope you've enjoyed it so far, one of the reasons at Connect Groups, we've got worship now at the start and even at the end, not just because of our 1,200 Connect Groups globally, some of them can't, don't have musicians or singers, but it's setting an atmosphere. It's setting an atmosphere. It takes everyone a little bit higher and you know, that awkward connect, you sort of play your game and you're thinking, oh, how do we switch? I guess we'll just press play, guys, video, uh, can we all get around, eat your chips and it's this, all, but what, what it does is it just, even if people are staring at the screen, it just changes the atmosphere. Worship changes the atmosphere. A thankful heart changes the atmosphere. God's presence changes the atmosphere. And I just, I don't know about you, but I, and I'm not sure practically how this works, but I just want to live there. I want to lead from a higher place. Leading from a lower place, place is dangerous for everybody under your leadership. It's dangerous. You go, yeah, but, but the kid's annoying me and I'm struggling at home. Well, get into the lift and get high because not get high the way you think some of you, Get higher, live higher. That's why it's a challenge. What called this living high? That's not a bad thing. Let's call it. He is the most high, by the way. No matter how high you are, he's higher. But there's a reason. There's a perspective shift. There's a different atmosphere. There's a different stratosphere. Lead from a high place. Love from a high place. You know, I've used the I've used the analogy about. The, the pilot Henley quite a few times because I just love that story and I just love what it represents and it talks about how this guy flew a, flew a plane a Cessna to 10,000 feet and the, the rat was nibbling on the fuel line and how that was a problem and and I've used the example to talk about how we need to take our praise higher take our worship higher take our thanksgiving higher but that is a wonderful key rather than this year always landing the plane to deal with the same problems before you face a conflict before you go into that situation before you have to wrestle with that problem say God 
have a, have a pause in His presence moment. Have a sila moment. Have a God just fill me before I have this conversation moment. And I thank you, God, that I'm coming at this because I'm going to take the plane higher. I'm not going to land the plane every time I have an emotion. Some, some of us have made friends with people on ground zero to such an extent that you will always land the plane. And you know every time you have that conversation with that person, you end up more bitter, more, more, more suspicious, more cynical, more, more... Just don't do that. See, the, see people the way God sees them and avoid landing the plane every time there's a rat nibbling on your fuel line. Just learn to live higher because not only do people look different, not only do you look different, not only do circumstances different, your enemies can't survive. Your enemies can't survive at a high level. Your enemies can't survive. That's why you buy a high apartment in Malaysia because the mosquitoes don't rise that high. That's why you live higher because the same things that irritate, nibble, fuel, and fuel. If you're the same things are biting at you now as they were three years ago, five years ago, seven years ago, live higher, change your dress, move. Just move, just say, God, I'm moving. You know, this two-year window in the framework of our lifetime, this thing when they talk about in history, the COVID-19, in the midst of it, it is shocking, it is devastating, it is depressing, and, and, and it's hard. But when you look over a 70-year lifespan, and we look at, wow, remember that, those two years, 2020, 2021, all the travel was affected, and then all these things had to change. Wow, God, that was really interesting. Man, I see what you did. I, I saw how the church at home began to explode. I saw how I really connected with my family again because I was trapped with them. I, really, I, saw, I saw how this changed and, and, and you taught me things and I sought you because I couldn't seek other things and, and you shut down the idols of entertainment and, and for a season, everything was closed down, all the sporting arenas, even the shops, the restaurants. And God, wow. But in the moment, it's difficult. But when you go higher, it looks different. You know, there's a part of us when the helicopter came down, we, Jamama and I talked, oh, that was so nice, it was really cool. And, I, and, and, and as nice as it was to go up and come down, and then we got in our car and drove, and then we're back in ground zero. When we were up there and you're seeing the cars, it's just, I can't explain it. I don't know if it's actual peace or it's just a perspective. But there's something about, about it that made me think, man, I wish I had that guy's job. Because, you know, no matter how irritating life is, you just go higher. You take, and you know what? He gets the privilege. He gets the privilege of taking others higher. What if this year you had the privilege of not only moving higher, but taking others higher? What if you could put people into your world and you took them higher? That is the gift. That is the privilege. And that is the expectation of every believer who has the presence of God in them. That it's not just for you to live on your own high. You're supposed to take others with you. Everybody else who's struggling at ground zero, they get into your vehicle and they spend time in your presence. They spend any time in your home and let's believe that they leave in a great way with a different perspective or do people live leave you more catty and more bratty and more here's the question I want to leave us with as, uh, as, as the team can come and join us what are you most aware of today or more specifically who are you most aware of today who are you most aware of right now right now who are you most conscious of the story of Peter, the, the, the disciple, the apostle, is an incredible one on so many fronts. He stars in so many of our sermons because he's just an amazing guy. And we know about the storm that Jesus was in. And Jesus is fast asleep, even though he's in the storm, because he lives higher than the storm, even though he's under the storm. And, and Peter doesn't live above the storm. And the, the disciples are all frantic and we're going to die, we're going to drown. And we know the story. 
This is Peter who cuts off the ear when Jesus goes, I'm the one about to die. What are you doing? Put your sword away and just heals the, 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 the soldier. The same Peter who was flustered and then felt, was more aware of a servant girl's opinion than the rabbi who led him for three years to the point where he thought he'd never deny him and then he did. Peter who lived according to the vicissitudes of who was around, who would affect him, what was affecting him was always that. And then there's a story in the book of Acts. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing story. I remember reading it thinking, wow, great story. It talks about how Peter's best friend was put to death by the sword. And he would have been experiencing great grief, great fear. He was in captivity. He was captured. And the next day, as far as he knew, he was going to die. As far as he knew in that moment. And yet the Bible says he went to sleep. The same guy who could not sleep in a storm is sleeping in prison, dealing with the grief of the loss of his best friend, knowing that the next day is probably the end of his life and he can have peace. What changed? What changed in the same Peter, the same Peter that was frantic and fragile is now peaceful? What, what changed his address? It's the same Peter who writes in 1 Peter, Life is a journey, the message version. Life is a journey best traveled with a deep consciousness of God. Life is a journey best traveled with a deep consciousness of God. Who wrote that? Peter. He worked out somewhere on the journey that my awareness and my consciousness, the depth of my consciousness with God is the best way to live this life. And the same guy who would fight and fracture at ground zero, he lived higher. He lived above and even in the midst of prison, persecution, grief and pain, with no certainty around his future, he literally went to sleep. You know, I'm praying for peace right now across our globe. I'm praying for peace in your home. But I want to tell you, God has given you an invitation today to just say, God, I just want to, I just want to be conscious of you. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I want to be conscious of everything else, but I want to be deeply conscious of you. I want to travel through this journey with a deep consciousness of your presence. Right now, I want to encourage you. Why don't you just close your eyes, maybe stand to your feet wherever you are. Do something that would engage your heart. You know, one of the reasons we close our eyes in worship, it's not because it's a spiritual requirement that you have to shut your eyes. It's actually just, God, I don't want the distraction of anything to take away my consciousness of who you are. Right now, can you not be conscious of the person next to you and just be conscious of the one who's in you, the one who's upon you? Maybe there's, maybe there's situations that are troubling you. Maybe the way you've seen yourself or the way you've seen other people. You, you find yourself coming down and, and always, and you're saying, but I'm surrounded by, by people that are, no, 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 you can live higher. You can live higher. In fact, not only can you live higher, you can be like the helicopter pilot who says, you know what? Why don't you get in my, my vehicle? And not only am I going to escape this, you're going to come with me and you're going to see things differently. And all of a sudden you see, you see what happens in his presence. I love, I love, I love what worship does. I love what it does. It says, it says, Father, I, I sing these words. You know, we just sang a song. I, I believe that I will see the goodness of our God. You know, that, that's like getting into a lift and just going higher, going higher. So right now, all across the world, all across in every auditorium, in every country, God is right there. If you would just get in the lift of His presence.
Just get into, get into His presence. And, and sometimes we're like, I, I don't know. My, 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 I don't know what to do. Spirit of God, I thank you. You touch every heart, still every mind, fill every home, fill every heart. That's why we give Him thanks. That's why we start to say, thank you, Father. I honor you. I adore you. I, I know the challenges are real, the problems are real, the pain is real, but, but I'm going higher today, God. I, I'm living higher. And your life is missing joy. Get in the lift and get into His presence and say, God, I don't want to have a moment. I want to move. I want to move, God. I'm tired of years of the same patterns. I'm moving. I'm moving a dress. I'm, I'm using the season to change a dress. I'm living higher. And you know, you'd be amazed at the people who come with you. Unity with Him is higher than unity with people. Don't stay at ground because people want to live there. You be with Him and watch God magnetize the conversations. Watch Him magnetize the atmosphere. Watch Him magnetize. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus, we want you to know that He loves you very much. So much that He died on the cross for all of your sins that stood between you and God. If you would like to make a decision to follow Jesus today, all you need to do is to repeat this prayer. Dear God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I'm not right with you and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me and making me your child. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or if God has done anything in your life because of this podcast, we would love to know. Email us at testimony at kingdomcity.com.